0: folks welcome back to the straightforward farming podcast i'm your host tony reed alongside nick mccormick what do you think nick We're about to put a wrap on this year it's about over yep today is december 30th just about to stick a fork in her
1: yeah just about done i don't
0: know where this year went
1: but it went oh, somewhere
0: it went fast
1: that's for sure
0: that it did overall it's a good year yeah can't complain had Met a lot of good people through social media again this year. A lot of good experiences. Farming was good. So, overall, not going to complain.
1: Nope. Nope. It was a pretty good year overall.
0: (coughs) Family's all doing good. So, could have it a lot worse, I suppose.
1: Yep. That's absolutely the truth. Yeah. Not a bad year at all. You know, in the grand scheme of things, at least around here. Wasn't bad. Yeah. Yep. So... What do you think of these machinery prices now? My God. Oh my God. It's like
0: every day somebody sends me a new text message of uh You yeah, I just got one of a forty nine ninety four case, the old I'm gonna call them the junk four wheel drives. Yeah. <laughs> What'd that tell you? Here, let me look real quick. That son of a bitch brought ninety seven thousand one hundred dollars. I don't know the hours on it by the picture. I mean, you know, it's got decent paint on it, decent rubber. Now it's got big singles on it, no duels. The year that was sold,
1: you could could have darn near bought case for ninety four thousand. dollars yeah, the yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and yeah. that particular tractor was what they called the crab steer, wasn't it? Oh the, yeah, yeah. Jesus,
0: yeah. I mean, that was as crude a four wheel drive as money could buy. In my that opinion.
1: was a well, that was a terrible idea from start to
0: finish. Yeah, <laughs> didn't them have
1: cables and shit
0: yes. that made them turn?
1: Yeah, and they always froze up. And then they went to electronic. After that, and when you start one of them, you just hang onto the steering wheel real tight. Well, not the steering wheel. You hang on to your seat, your armrest, something, because it goes into this shake, shimmy. Is that right? When you first start them up. Well, they probably didn't do it when they were new, but I was never around one when they were brand new. But every one I've ever been in since then, they go into a shake and a shimmy for a little bit, and then they figure out where they're at, and then they stop. But,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one Realize. tractor I've never drove is a case tractor. Never drove one.
1: You're not really missing anything. Yeah, I wouldn't put it on your bucket list. It's yeah. fine. Yeah.
0: Didn't they have trouble with the transmissions on like the like a twenty five ninety or something? What you had to be real careful. That there was had,
1: well, so there's a lot of stupid things on cases. Um, yes, they had a lot of rear end trouble, transmission trouble, and then somehow, and I'm trying to think here. It's been a long time since I've been in one, but some of those like you could leave it in reverse, but have the other gear shifted neutral. But if you did that, like it would knock the transmission out if you let it run like that very long because it didn't lube in reverse. So, very like, and there again, uh, I'm no expert on a case side of things. I try to avoid that. But, I like, you couldn't put them on a round baler. If you did a lot of bales and you had to back up a lot, you know, to kick your bale out and this, that, and the other, well, you might knock the transmission out because, well, they don't lube in reverse. So it's a super great concept. But if you talk to diehard case, the guys, they're always like, you know, that last series, by the time they started painting them red to try to get rid of them, and they about had it figured out then. Them ain't too bad. I'm like, I would hope not. They've been making the same <laughs> pile of shit with all these updates for years. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a not a fan of any of that. And the three-cylinder head thing did not work for shit. Like, yeah. those things blow head gaskets all the time and didn't yeah. run any power through them. And, yeah, not a case guy. Now, that being said, the last tractor my, both my grandpas bought actually were cases. Yeah, which actually those-, those, those. The Desert Sunset cases I have no problem with. Yeah, there was a ton of them around. Back, back when the- they were. When they were case and not Tenneco, I got no problem with them.
0: Yeah, you know. I don't know the white. I'm going to call them the white case tractors. Yeah. You know, like a, a twenty ninety six or whatever some of them sizes were. There was a few of them around here growing up. Not not a very ton. many, but
1: a few. Not you'd a see. not a ton. Yeah, but. more than there should have been.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I've never drove a case or a white. Or actually, no. I take. The, I have drove a four wheel drive. white years and years ago, a friend of ours had one.
1: You lose a bet, or
0: no? <laughs> I I forget what the deal was now. But yeah, I just made one round with it in the field. I was riding with him. I don't know. We was goofing off, drinking beer or something, and because it was, I'd never drove a four wheel drive. Yeah, you know, that bends in the middle like that. So I made a round with it.
1: But. I'm going to tell you the same thing I've said numerous times. There's only one place in the world four wheel drives have ever been made. and That's Fargo, North Dakota. Yep. And they say stagger on them. Yeah. Now, I will grant Big Bud as an exception to that, but that's really inconsequential because they didn't make that many and none of them made it to here. No. You know. Not even close.
0: No. Nope. That's
1: for sure. Those are kind of like your Uber fancy luxury cars that you hear about or whatever. You know, I can't even think of a brand name. Yeah, like a Bugatti, Bugatti <laughs> Like that. That. That's not even, you're not comparing that to your badass Ford Taurus SHO from yeah. 1993, like it doesn't matter because they don't exist yeah yeah yeah
0: that's i did while i've been in the cab of a big bud when we was cutting wheat out in south dakota there was a lot of that ground that we were cutting on that was owned by big bud years and years ago to test tractors on and so i'm not going to say they were the prevailing tractor in the area but you've seen several of them going up down the road and some might have just been sitting in a fence row or one you know farmer was actually using it and there was one that set up there Wasn't really in a fence row. It was just kind of down a field lane, and you could tell it had been sitting there for years. So we stopped one day because I'd never been up close to one and walked around it and have no idea if it even ran. You could tell it had been sitting there a
1: while. Yeah, those are kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah, those crab steer four-wheel drives. But those case guys were, I mean, even in the management, and that's part of the shitty thing about, you know, didn't go buy his case. Well, then they buy IH. But the case guys are high up in the company now because they they went broke Sooner, you know, well, they hated the two plus two and they were going to push this crab steer deal. Yeah, good plan. So they try to bring it back in the ninety two hundred series. Mm-hmm. See what a ninety two forty or a ninety two sixty is worth. Yeah. Nobody wants one of those. Yeah. Like even with a good Cummins motor, yeah, I still don't want, one. You know, yeah, because crab steer is a, a poor idea. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. It's what it is. It's
0: yeah. funny how a company like that could make such premium construction equipment, mm-hmm. but shit farm equipment, you know.
1: You know, of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. but what they should have done in that merger deal was all the construction stuff is case, all the ag stuff is IH, and we'll use our group buying power to buy our 5 bolts, et cetera, whatever, but we're not going to try to intermingle the shit, and we're not going to try to yeah. throw the names around on this, that, and the other. We're going to keep them separate. You do what you do. You do what you do and be yeah. fine with it
0: yeah because that was kind of the way ih ran because like they bought what dresser like you know yeah they, i think some and point, just put yeah. ih decals and shit you know they wasn't yeah. physically designing bulldozers and, and building them and selling them they yeah. were just buying companies they,
1: they had some well their bulldozer stuff was pretty good but the rest of their construction equipment was kind of yeah from what i've heard i mean i, I haven't been around a ton of it like their forklifts weren't anything special like you just give that all that stuff to Case, let them be them on that with some funding, and keep the Ag side. When right
0: we were down. kids, construction equipment around here, it was pretty it was much old, Case and case, case only. Yeah. If you had a skid loader, it was for sure Case, 100%. Absolutely,
1: yeah. But, yeah. And now, a backhoe, I mean, all that stuff was Case. Yeah, and then, I don't know, Cat somehow slipped in. and Well, I think at one point in time, like, at least in the backhoe market, like, Cat would damn near give you a backhoe if you were buying a couple other pieces of machinery, they would almost give you a backhoe to try to buy market share. From what I heard. I don't yeah. they again I wasn't buying that stuff back then. I was I was six. Yeah. You know, so I wasn't buying new backhoes. But that's what I've always heard. Like when they wanted to make their presence in that in some of those smaller markets, skid loaders, backhoes, et cetera, like not that that's a small market, but smaller machines mm-hmm. I guess. They they cut some hellacious deals to try to get that market share. Yeah. I know growing
0: up, I had an uncle that was in excavating and construction his whole life. And, I mean, everything he had, high-hose, everything was all case, every yeah. bit of it. And now he might have a Takuchi yeah. skid loader and maybe it's a, I don't know, if it, a Komatsu dozer yeah. and, you know, and just kind of different stuff. I mean, I don't know that he has a problem with case. I need to ask him sometime, you know, if it come down to a
1: price thing or, or well, what the... Th- those, we'll just call them foreign companies. Got pretty aggressive in the U.S. market, and of course their labor costs are less. And, this, and so I'm sure they beat them on price for the longest time, even if the quality was less because they weren't union. They weren't, you know, they didn't have to fight a lot of those hoops that U.S. companies have to jump through. Yeah, and and they got market share out of it. You yeah, know?
0: there's a fair amount of Komatsu stuff
1: in the yeah. area now. I mean, yeah, and a fair amount of Takahuchi. Yeah, I think that's how you say it. Yeah, I I think. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, it. Uh, It's funny how all those, of course, like I said, you can look back and say, well, they should have did this or should have did that. Yeah.
0: And truthfully, in the day, back then, there was basically zero John Deere construction equipment. And even to this day, there's not many. You don't see many John Deere dozers or that stuff around here. Not very many. You'll see probably more high hoes than anything. Yeah. but Like, I don't know of anybody that owns a John Deere backhoe. Do
1: you? I mean, like a newer one, a guy that's in construction? Not a newer one. No, you'll see an occasional guy will buy one because he found one cheap. Yeah. Ish. And so he bought one. But, I mean, even you guys, as, as green as, as Kevin is, like, he yeah. didn't buy a deer back home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, the only deer bulldozer I can think of around here is literally the most John Deere guy I've ever met in my life. Yeah. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Know. Yeah. You know, and, and and I'm sure he didn't even look at anything else. Like, mm-hmm. he was going to buy one of those for that reason. I know? don't know. I haven't followed enough. Back when Deer got into
0: construction equipment, were they actually designing and building that, or was they? Well, I can't
1: cop- fathom they did.
0: Right, I was, <laughs> was going to say, are they copying a you know, a Hitachi or one of them other brands that I, makes? I that honestly stuff?
1: don't know on the construction side. I, they probably bought somebody and, and moved on. I don't know that. So don't flame me for it, but I I can't fathom that. Yeah. I mean, the easiest way to get started would have been to buy somebody or or uh, just pilfer it. You know. But.
0: Yeah. 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 That's what made International such an interesting company, though. Mm-hmm. When you start reading some of them books, the, I think the, I know we've talked about this in the past, but I think, and even until I read some of them books, I didn't realize they were involved in so much stuff. I mean, they were literally yeah. like the Amazon almost yes. of the day. I mean, it didn't matter what you wanted from a refrigerator to a pickup truck well, sorry, to a tractor. Well, they're in
1: too many things. Well, yes and no. If that stuff's profitable, it shouldn't have mattered. And yeah. At some point in time, it had to be. You yeah. know, have you ever seen any of those? I've seen a couple of YouTube videos on this, that, and the other. You know, like a guy is unhappy about his power bill, so the power company will come in and do an energy study in his house, and he'll have an old IH fridge in the shop or freezer, or whatever. Oh, there's your problem, and they'll do this study, and only to find out that that one from 1956 is ten times better than the one he bought three weeks ago. Yeah, you know, at Menards. But and they don't it. realize this because the door's six inches thick. Yeah. you know
0: what I mean. Everything like <laughs> on it.
1: Well, that, <laughs> if you've ever been around any many of those freezers, uh, some, not a. You're right. I mean, they were. You know, you, like you grab a Yeti cooler and you're like, oh, that's a good size cooler. And then you realize you can only get like 230 packs in it, even though it takes up your entire truck bed. Those freezers are kind of the same way. Like yeah. the walls on those things are a foot and a half thick and and they, they don't hold as much for the space, but they also lasted forever. You yeah.
0: Know? 99% of the international uh, upright, whether it's a freezer or refrigerator that I ever seen was in somebody's shop and was full of welding rods. Yeah. I mean, 99%
1: yeah. of them that I ever seen. Yeah. I'm still so mad at myself. There was one. It was in Western Illinois. It was it was a halfway easy driving distance on eBay years ago. And it was the same one they used on on the Friends TV show. Oh, really? It was that same model, and I kicked myself a thousand times for not buying that thing. Like it was like nine hundred bucks, which is more than you should give for one, especially back then, because it's been probably five six years ago. But I'm like, still really wish I'd bought because it was in pristine shape too. Right. Like I should have bought that thing. I like that old boy on TikTok that refurbs all. the He'll yeah. do coolers and then them yeah. old
0: fridges, and he'll give them a yep. either a scuffed up look or whatever. Some of that stuff
1: he does, pretty cool. Yeah, there was uh, there was one on. I think it was on eBay forever. It was an international refrigerator, but it had some yin yang had painted some Star Wars theme on it. And I've kicked myself on that too. I'm like, I should have bought that one, and then I could have painted it any which way I wanted. Yeah, not worried. I mean, not was- worried about you know. Yeah, defiling, the original, defiling yeah. an original relic. I should have bought that one, had it painted up the way I wanted it. You know, like a fifty four eighty eight or a ten sixty six, whatever. And but I didn't because. that's who if, I am. if
0: you look back, even to this day, I don't think there was a company that was more diversified than them. Because in a sense, you got to throw Amazon at because Amazon ain't physically building products; they're just yeah. pooling everybody else's
1: and selling it. Yeah, you
0: know where International was actually designing, building, selling. A, a you know, wide
1: variety of stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, and the interesting thing to that is, you know, so, you know, and dollars-wise, maybe they weren't near as big as Dodge, but, like, Dodge is going down in the 70s. Lee Iacocca takes over. The government bails them out. Life goes on. I got to think International was of similar size or bigger. They were definitely into way more products. Right. It might, might not have been as many dollars revenue-wise. I don't know. That would be an interesting thing to look up if you could even find the data on it. But I'm like, if we're in the world of too big to fail, that, that should have covered yeah. a pretty wide
0: swath, you'd have thought. I would have loved to have seen what that company would have done had they would have made it, you know, just to yeah. see what it would have been today. It would have been really neat. to, And a lot of that stuff, I'm sure, would have got sold off as Maytag yeah. and Amana and, you know, an appliance company's gotten yeah. bigger. And,
1: yeah. But, well, and then you get into where you got to make it overseas or, you yeah. know, south of the border for price reasons, et cetera, like – you know there's a lot of factors that play into that but it would have been interesting to see but they had such poor management for so many years yeah. you know
0: they kept it in the family too long and yeah. you had too much emotions behind it well, then you finally got to ones that didn't care just
1: because your name's on the door doesn't mean you should be running the deal yeah. like i mean ford went through the same thing like to Bill Ford's credit, at some point in time, he's like, I'm not the guy for this job and he picked somebody better, you know. Brooks McCormick did not do the same thing. Like he realized he wasn't the guy for it and he kinda wanted to retire, but the guy he picked wasn't the guy. You know? Which I think in that book, didn't they try to get Leah Iacocca?
0: They did, yeah. And I don't remember what the hang up was on that now. It's been too long, but yeah, I'd he was to, his, his name through. was floating around yeah, for the and the guy that they ended up at the very, very end got I think had he got there a couple of years sooner, he probably could have come closer to saving it than but by the time they got him, it was done,
1: you yeah. know, they waited way too long then, yeah, yeah, you see that a lot with with big companies though like and small ones too, as far as that goes, but yeah it uh it'd be a different world for sure you look back at it, I mean, you were in the shop the other day, we've got that silly TW thirty five Ford in there. Who in the hell walks up to that and says, you know what? What 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 did deer make in the eighties? Was that like a fifty series in the early eighties? Would that have been a fifty series? Uh, forty series. Forty series. Yeah. Okay. Who walks up and says, you know, I don't want a fifty four eighty eight. I don't want a forty six forty. I want this TW thirty pie. I want this giant pile of unengineered yeah. shit. Yeah. Primitive as a freaking horse and buggy well, and once and again no engineering put it. a prime
0: it. example of a company that can make good cars and trucks Rich. yeah but on the ag side
1: and i'm i'll get flame for this but i don't care all the Aiden, in was a pile of shit like they never really had anything that should have been brought i'm a diehard ford guy, as you know in the, in the automotive world but i told dad i'm like had i worked on one of these piles of shit before i came a ford truck guy I'd probably dive, drive driving a Dodge or a Chevy, like yeah. Th- there's no engineering putting <laughs> that thing whatsoever. Like they just kept bolting shit on top of shit on top of shit. About the only thing on the eight in was
0: I don't know when would them have come out like the early fifties ish. I don't know. Sometime probably Somewhere in there now. roughly. So you probably had your late stragglers that were literally going from horses to one, yeah. Or you legit. had the guy that was on an old F twenty with steel wheels and yeah. absolutely no luxury. What? So it wasn't necessarily that the eight in was this great
1: tractor. It was yeah. just better
0: than what was before it. Yeah, better than their other option, which smelled yeah. like shit from the backside.
1: Yeah, yeah, because
0: it was it was a horse. But yeah, I mean yeah. they didn't have live PTO or none of that shit. I don't know.
1: So. Isn't one of those features like Ford's claim to fame? Didn't they have maybe live PTO before anybody else? I don't remember if it was them the, or Alice Chalmers. No, Alice Chalmers, you didn't get live PTO till 200, I don't think. Oh, is
0: that? Okay. Yeah, you're yeah. way
1: you're way past when live PTO was a thing before Alice Chalmers, gets okay. it, if I remember right. Jeez, shocker. Yeah, no doubt, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe. It, I don't remember what it was on Ford. But I don't think them damn things had live PTO. But I could be wrong. I could be mistaken. And that's another prime example of a deal. It's like, just buy an engine from somebody that makes engines and spend your engineering dollars on undoing this cluster that is all the shit bolted around it you know by then a 401 was near big enough engine you know it whatever i mean they only sold 25 of the damn things anyway i guess i don't know why i'm complaining
0: about it but do you think some of these companies almost get like a government that once they get so big that you've got so many hands in it that now oh, we can't make good decisions absolutely i mean look I, at the 560 i mean that's what started
1: the downhill slide on what have you ever seen the movie ford versus ferrari Shocker. No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, there's a shocker. So, at one scene in that movie, and this is, this is corporate America to a T, Carol Shelby's sitting in the lobby getting ready to meet with, with the deuce, Henry Ford II. And somebody brings a memo in, and they hand it to somebody, 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 and they, it somebody, and they take it in and hand it to, to this other guy that hands it to Bill Ford. He's like, I just watched this memo go through how many hands. He's like, this is the problem. We've got too many people trying to micromanage this deal like just just go like i'll use the 4010 for the prime example i think deer basically hired, you know they hired that ford engineer mm-hmm. and basically turned him loose and said hey the guys we got here ain't getting it done you pick a couple guys that you know and you guys just go and you do and we're not going to hold you back and voila the 4010 mm-hmm. whereas of course, IH was riddled with middle management, but I think all those big companies get to that point. It's like, well, should we use a five 16th nut here, or should we use a three eighths? I don't know. And they got to ask fifteen people, you know, and it just it takes too long. And they, well, now we got to get to market. So to hell with it. We're just hell don't even put a bolt in it. You know, yeah, it'll probably probably won't fall off. Just go. You know, and that's what gets
0: me. Is you know, I I get it. Parts add up, and every little bit counts. But to some degree, when you get to a tractor, and it don't matter if it was back then, it was still a lot of money, even yeah. by today's standards, it's not. But back then, it was still a lot of Proportionally
1: but, wise, it was it was still a lot of money. Yeah.
0: So at the end of the day, it's like, what are we fighting over these little nuts and bolts? and These little, you know, if it's going to add $300 to the cost of the tractor, just put it on. You know, what's the difference at this point?
1: Some of that stuff, though, I would always like to know, like, are we making these decisions solely based on profit? Or are we making these decisions solely based on quality? Like, Let's face it, you want to make a quality product, but you only want it to last so long. So you got to walk a line of, well, it needs this. We know it needs that. But if it quits, eh, we'll sell the guy another one. Like where are we dancing around the lines of how well we got to make that? And the simpler we make it to work on, maybe the less of them come back us back to us to get worked on. Like if we make it too easy, then anybody can do it. So do we design some cluster into it to begin with? So the average shade tree mechanic walks up to it, says, Nope, I'm out. I ain't touching that, you know, and moves on. Like, yeah, I I think there's a lot of factors at play there. And I, am always intrigued as to how different companies deal with that. Mm -hmm. Like
0: I would be curious with today's technology and different stuff. Let's just take a cat bulldozer, for example, and to still make it profitable to where everybody wins, how long could you get the undercarriage to last on this thing if you really wanted to? Yeah. You know, I'd be curious, which I know there's some variables, depends on what exactly you're doing with it, but yeah. I guarantee you it's one hell of a lot longer than what it's
1: rated for currently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course, all, a bunch of that stuff back in the day, we'll call it, especially when it was all American-made, probably lasted too long. IH refrigerator, for example. Most of those, I mean, there's still plenty of those still going now. Not plenty, but most of them got shit canned because they were too heavy and somebody moved and they're like, well, yeah. we, ain't moving, we ain't putting this back in the basement. Right. But I'm like, the quality was too good on some of that stuff. If you sell a guy a refrigerator in 1956 and he doesn't have to buy another one until 2006, that doesn't work out very well. Now yeah. you buy a new one. In Cripes, I bought a new one in. I wasn't too long after Kelly and I got married. I replaced it two years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. Yeah, 10 made, to 12 years now. i say it made it maybe 10 years. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yep you know. Meanwhile, the one that's in my basement is from 1985. Yeah, Still going. Yep, and the old mm-hmm. IH ones,
0: which by today I'm sure you couldn't get parts, but I'm sure back then you could probably replace any part on it Yeah. with the right repair man you yep. keep going, you know.
1: Yeah, well now you can't even charge the damn things. Yeah, exactly. You gotta buy a little kit so you can poke a hole in the line and charge it yourself, you know. It, yeah, what a joke. But, yeah, I'm always intrigued on, on how companies view some of that stuff because you can't tell me that well, I'll just use... It anything in the ag market, tractor, combine, whatever, but especially a combine because it has a lot of wear parts compared to a tractor, you know. There's no way they can test some of that stuff to four or five, 6,000 hours. There's not enough time in the day. There's not enough harvestable crop. Yeah. You know, in July, they're not out there shelling corn. You right. know, so they don't know, you know. They have test stands, and I get all that, but that's not the same as we're taking the whole machine and we're running this thing balls to the wall for, you know, the equivalent of ten years, because we come up, we're coming out with a new model in in two years, and four years after that, we're coming out with another new model. So you can only test so much of that stuff. So some of that is shit, they're just winging. Yeah, and for if sure. we got to do a pip on it later. if it's out of warranty. We can charge you for it. Yeah, you know whatever. But um, I don't know. It uh, of course it's a throwaway world now. So yeah, it, it, that's what irritates me on some stuff. Like I get that everything's a price war. And we all want it cheap. But at some point in time, like there's no, there's no upper echelon option that I can get. There's no King Ranch of refrigerators where I can say, Hey, I'm willing to give an extra 500 up front for this one that lasts forever. Mm -hmm. Nope. There's a thousand dollar one. There's a $1,200 one. They're both going to quit in 10 years Mm -hmm. or less. There's, there is no $1,700 option one that lasts until your kids got to move it out of the house, you know.
0: And to me, which, once again, that's, I, you know, I don't want the government involved in anything, but that's all we get shoved down our throat is, oh, you know, you got to reduce, reuse, recycle, and blah, yeah. blah, blah. quit making shit that breaks all exactly. the time. Exactly. Yeah. Mandate it that they got to make shit that'll fucking last then or that you can work on and fix. You, you, know? you,
1: you can't tell me that we can't figure out a way to make a pickup truck that doesn't rust out in eight years, you know? Yeah. But here they are. They still get 15-mile-a-gallon, just like they did in 1979, and they still rust out in 10 years or less. Yep. I mean, now we went to aluminum, so they corrode away. But they're still not serviceable or not usable past a certain point. I mean, yeah, you've always got your outliers. I mean, my truck's old, too, but it's rusted out. You know, it's like that's a stupid problem to have. Yeah. You know, maybe we paint the inside of the stake pockets or the underside of the bed or some of that. You know, we've got all these coatings you can buy a skillet with all these space age coatings where you can make eggs in space with a blowtorch then the the eggs will still slide right out but your pickup truck's going to rust out the first time you drive on down a salty road you know next thing you know you're zip tying the damn bumper together on your van because it's just not built like it should. exactly that's right (laughs) Right. (laughs)
0: bastards
1: (laughs) yeah that's the world we live in today though and it doesn't matter what you're getting like it's it's not nobody's planning for long term i'm like you know, you, you find these antiques or this old piece of this, that, and the other, and it's like, you know, it's it just built quality whatever, and it's physically unavailable now. Like, yeah. you can't – we have the ability to produce all these weird, unique things, but we can't make them last more than 10 minutes. Yep.
0: I. How far would you have to look if you wanted a TV repairman? You know, when we were kids, I had the big tube-type yeah. TVs. You could get, at least take one and get it fixed.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't there, even know where you would ask. There's no such thing. The last one I dealt with was in Terre Haute, which is – 80 miles from here yeah and he still got one of my tvs yeah exactly (laughs) the last one he fixed he still has yeah i haven't talked to him i mean in years it took him like six months to fix it and i never i assume i don't know i never did hear from him again he's got my tv but he was there to fix another one he fixed that one he took another one with him and i never did hear about it again yeah so but by then i didn't care i'm like i'll buy the 130 thirty dollar flat screen Yep. and you know because it was a small tv anyway but
0: And to some degree, you can almost see why it's that away. I mean, it is a little bit mind boggling when you go into Walmart and you can buy a 75 inch flat screen TV for like, what, 400 bucks now or whatever it is. I mean,
1: Uh, if you look at that sort of technology, like, you know, when flat screens first come out, you know, and then, you know, then it went plasma or whatever. I don't remember the order. Some of them had these bulb in them that you had to replace. Some of them were plasma, so on and so forth. It's like, you know, those were astronomical price on bigger ones. And that stuff has just got cheaper, 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 cheaper. To like I said, now you can buy a, a great big TV for not much money, and they don't weigh anything. Yeah, like you can move a sixty inch TV in the house by yourself. Yeah. Last time you and I tried to move a, t- yeah. a tube TV so the kids could play Duck Hunt, I thought we were going to do
0: a yeah. forklift. And that was only like a thirty-two yeah. or thirty-four.
1: I mean, you're like, hey, help me move this TV, and I'm like, what's a thirty inch TV? Yeah, you, you, you lazy sob yep. and then we grabbed a hold of it i'm like oh well it weighs more than a suitcase wait for yeah, a tractor now exactly. i understand why you because it's awkward shaped right. anyway you know it's not like there's handles built into it or anything it's home oh, now i understand we bought where we live now they left an old tv like that like i set that thing in the garage and i'm like well we'll do this with them I'm like i'm not doing crap with this thing it weighs a metric ton shit can it can go on yep. you know I need to take this old one because the kids don't
0: use it at all anymore. Take it out and bust that and show the kids how thick that glass is. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> be... yeah. I don't know. Now, there, there ain't one bit of glass in a TV now. Is there? I mean, the screens are nothing. I,
1: or I don't think they're glass. I don't think, no. There's not much metal in them, obviously, because they don't weigh anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when I was a kid, boy, if you had a flat screen, of course, they were the big console. They were still yeah. as wide as a tube. They were, yeah, or I should say deep, you know, two foot deep. and But, oh, they were the, I if mean, you the, had one of The, the them. one we
1: had growing up was built into a wood cabinet Yeah, about the width of this table. You know, but the, the TV itself wasn't that big, but the console was huge. Yeah. I mean, you could stack a forklift on top of it. And uh, have the big knobs, you change the channel. And then I remember we got a, a regular big screen TV, like a, you know, uh, the old-school big-screen TVs, I still do miss that thing a little bit. Like, looking back, the picture quality is terrible compared to now. But it had good sound. You know, yep. it wasn't tinny or whatever. Of course, it had two big-ass subwoofers in the bottom of it or yep. whatnot. But it took up that entire wall. Yeah, that's just you it. Know. Yeah. You could, it was on wheels.
0: You could roll it around, you know. Wasn't there some of them when they first come out? And it might have been an urban legend. I don't know,
1: because we never had one. that You, you didn't want to pause them because it could burn the image into the TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dad was always super concerned about that. When he <laughs> no. went home, my brother and I had sneaked the Nintendo on it. And we played real quick, but you never put it on pause because it burned the burn the image into the screen. Supposedly. I don't know if it would or not. But I don't know. We what? never we never risked it. Yeah, yeah. It was fun though. Mario was tall on that. Yeah,
0: but you know all that stuff. Any kind of furniture. You yeah. know, back when we was kids, if you wanted to move a couch, it was four men and a case of beer to get a couch out of the
1: house. Now it's just light junk. That but- <laughs> when we bought where we live now, they had a, I think it had a bed a hideaway. Whatever you call those uh, I can't think of the name hide a bed or whatever built into the couch and it was old and it was upstairs and my brother and I tried to carry it out the door and that thing was all we could lift anyway I told my brother I'm like the hell with this I broke it in half and threw it out the window yeah, <laughs> I'm like exactly <laughs> we just kept breaking into pieces and chucking it out yeah. the window I'm like I ain't keeping it and it's way too heavy to carry and it doesn't fit through the door I don't know how they got it in there yeah but it was Somebody a hell of a lot stouter than me. We finally chucked it chucked it out the window. He's like, what are you going to do with that? I'm like, watch this. And I kicked the side of it in. Yeah. But I had to kick for quite a while to get <laughs> it to get it broke down and get a knife out and cut the fabric or whatever. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, you can buy one now. Wouldn't weigh near that. Yeah.
0: We bought a sectional couch, uh, I don't know what it's been, four or five years ago now, roughly. The big L-shaped kind. And it wasn't nothing extravagant or fancy yeah. or whatever, you know. And yeah, I'm not going to say it's uncomfortable, but it's not the most comfortable either but uh my in-laws got one because they always go to auctions and they had a neighbor lady that was one of them real particular Mm -hmm. and she got this old couch in there probably ain't been set on 10 times in its whole life you know was like new and she only gave like a 100 bucks probably in
1: the formal living room
0: yeah exactly yep where nobody sat every time we go there i sat on that it's the most comfortable couch i've ever and i told my mother-in-law i said when
1: you die i want this couch i mean i don't know
0: what it is that thing is the most comfortable couch i've ever sat on my life
1: So I shouldn't even tell you this, but my wife and I are the same way on some of that. Like, there's a used furniture store in the big town next to us, and all our furniture is hideous-looking-wise, but I always buy the old shit because it's way more comfortable. It is. Yeah. I mean, the one is literally bright red, but it's super comfortable. Yep. The last piece of new furniture I bought, I've told you this story before, but these guys haven't heard it. We went to this furniture store for like three or four years in a row, and they always had this just... Terrible, ugly love seat in the clearance section. And it had been up there literally for four years. And we asked about it every year because it is uglier than a homemade sin. And, uh, but it's built really well. And so last time we were there, <laughs> they, they're they like, oh, you know, it's, it's this, it's, it lists for this. And we're, we've got it on clearance for that. I'm like, I get that. But I'm like, this thing has been on clearance for four years. I'll give you this for it. I made the sales lady mad. And my wife's like, Nick, you can't do that. I'm like, yeah, I can. I'm like, normally I don't like to be that guy because I get tired of people doing that to me. But in this particular instance, I'm like, this thing has been here for at least five years that I know of for sure. And we can all agree that it's ugly anyway. And and we can agree that it's ugly. I don't care if this thing, how well it's built. Unless it's built out of gold and plutonium, like, it ain't worth it, you know. So she walks back to the management, to the owner or whatever. She's like, because she was offended by my offer. She comes back, she's like. You'll take it today? I'm like, take it today. She's like, it's yours. <laughs> I'm like, see? Yeah. <laughs> see? I'm like, there's always so many people that are willing to buy something that ugly. Yeah. I'm like, it is ugly. Yep. But it is fairly well built. Yep. It is fairly comfortable. In 1988, my dad
0: bought a brand new Grasshopper twelve twelve mower, which I'm, I don't know when they quit making that, but he bought it new in 1988. Yep. And Grasshoppers weren't even really around these parts back then. I don't even no. know how old of a company that is or whatever. And Houston, or I grew up, and we yeah. had a shitload of mowing there. So it mowed out there from 1988 till, I don't know when we left there, 2002 or something, roughly. Mowed all them years. Now, of course, in town, they don't have near as much to mow, but still using it to this day. But, I mean, it's still, I mean, he's never done nothing to it. I, yeah. He brought it up to the shop probably two years ago. The uh, deck had finally rusted through
1: in one little corner. And I just yeah. put a patch of weld on it to get it through. But other than that, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, but that's would, a hell of a mower. I mean, you wouldn't do that now. Look at those old Cub Cadets. Now, granted, the decks were shit, but those tractors lasted forever. Like yeah. you, you couldn't tear the the physical tractor portion of it. The deck wasn't good new, right? Because they were too shallow and a whole lot. Yeah, the lot tractor other would reason. outlast the deck. Well, oh, always tenfold. Yep. You, when you bought one of those, they should have gave you three decks, because the tractor was going to outlast three decks. You should, yep. Every one of those should have came with three with two spare decks, or one that was deep enough to actually mow without streaking, but. Of course, you're gonna get mad at the tractor partway through and realize it doesn't turn short enough to do anything. Yeah, but, but I, I remember <laughs> that Hydra was so overbuilt in those things. Like, we had a slew of those back when I was a kid. We'd pull those into shop on the concrete and forward reverse those and spin the tires. Like my dad's the one that showed me how to do it. Yeah. You know, we would. My brother and I did that for probably an hour straight on one of those one day. I'm like, that thing's still going. The Hydra in it's fine. Yeah. You know, it doesn't even have a deck on it now because well, why would you want one on it? But right. Well, yeah, those tractors were tough as nails. And then my brother ended up being in the hydro industry for a long time. He told me one time how much overbuilt that was compared to, like, what you would buy in that same horsepower range now. And it was, like, yeah, like 400%, you know, or some shit. Like, they didn't even consider putting a hydro that good in anything new (laughs) because it never went out. Right. And you need them to wear out way quicker than that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, it's amazing how that stuff's come. I don't know. Which, how did Cub Cadet, an international get hooked up was Cub
1: Cadet its own no, Internet Cub Cadet was Internationals and they sold them off to MTD I believe. Oh really? No, in true I H fashion they sold off all the shit that made money mm-hmm. and kept the shit that didn't. You know.
0: Yeah, which I would think a zero turn lawn mower done as much for the lawn industry as what a uh, putting a hydrostat in a combine did. Yeah. In the ag, I mean. Yeah. It's like I, I refuse to hardly mow without a zero
1: turn now. Yeah. It's. A- just, I just ahead, of time, ahead of their time, they had that electric one. It'd be super popular now. What was it? They had an electric one. Electric mower that oh, really? had a steering wheel, but it was kind of zero turn style-ish. Well, no, it was probably more probably more to look like a snapper. I think the ad had Benjamin Franklin, you know, setting on it, obviously. No kidding. Obviously, Benjamin Franklin was not alive to set on it, but it right. was, you know, yeah. dummied up to look like Benjamin right. Franklin. Because of the so, electricity. Yeah, port, yeah. I'll exactly. Be down. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I never did see one in person. but Yeah, it's amazing
0: how when companies would introduce something like that in the 60s, 70s, you know, electric, it's
1: like, fuck, who wants that? You know, that's cost prohibitive. Now, it's when my like, dad was a kid, they had an electric push more, though. Really? You had to plug it in. But Dad always said, if you wanted to be done mowing, you just moved over the cord. <laughs> well, makes sense. Like, By the time we got done with that, the cord was always six foot long. You couldn't get out of the shit, <laughs> really, because <laughs> they didn't have outlets all the you know yeah. everywhere. So it
0: wasn't um, one that would charge. I mean, you had to yeah, leave had it to, in to plug in while you plug you it in. Yeah. But
1: yeah, I mean, he was mowing over the cord on purpose. <laughs> you know, his dad trumped him on that. And then got one that was gas powered yep. at some point. But yeah, they had of like, course the it was the same way one when one. we was
0: kids. It was common for people in town to have an electric weed eater. Yeah, but it was the same way. You had to have it plugged in the whole time you yeah. were using it. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of those. Hedge
1: trimmers the same way, yeah. you know. Yep. You know.
0: <clears throat> yeah, that's where Milwaukee and them companies have revolutionized the oh my goodness. The cordless industry.
1: Yeah. I think we've said this before, but I'm like I would like to know the amount of grease that gets sold versus after the cordless grease gun versus before. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I consider us pretty religious about grease and stuff anyway. But I'm like, I know I go through a shitload more with, Put the cordless grease gun that I would have ever thought about with a hand pump one. Like, I mean, I remember when the pistol grip one come out and that was pretty revolutionary. Like, that was mm-hmm. a way better deal than uh, than the lever style, which damn near it need two people to run. Yeah, somebody's got to hold it on because it's going to leak, and then it takes two hands to pump it. The pistol grip was a was a huge improvement. I remember talking to a local farmer one time. He'd went in for some health deal, and they had to test his grip for something. I don't know if he was having a hand issue or why they tested his grip, but. It was like off the charts from what they'd ever seen and they're like well, what have you been doing he's like he had several pieces of equipment that required a lot of grease or whatever and he's like well, i got a pistol grip grease gun and i, I grease this stuff <laughs> like every two days like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah <it's> like, oh. <laughs> they were real fun in cold weather
0: and yeah. everything else God, yeah it. no doubt yeah i'm trying to think when i was a kid i don't know if we had very many pistol grips shoot back then grandpa still had the lever
1: kind yeah I'd we had liver ground we only had we didn't have the pistol grip one very long i remember we got an air one for a while for the dealership i wasn't too wound up nothing better than dragging an air hose around to do something with it but i mean i suppose it was better than
0: i mean i'm 42 years old i mean i would i would have been 25 years old at least before i ever used any kind of a powered grease gun maybe older than that i mean somewhere in there I mean, you wouldn't even, wouldn't even invent it. I mean, yeah. you didn't know the option was there. But, boy, there was about, like, the electric tarps. Once once the yeah. battery-powered grease gun come out, everybody yeah. got one.
1: Did you ever have an electric uh, impact? Uh, No, never used one. Nope, never we did. We had an electric impact that we used the crap out of when we were setting up new machinery back in the day. And I don't know why that was easier than air, I suppose. Easier to run the cord versus the air I hose. I suppose it probably wasn't air hose back there, but it – of course, you know, it didn't have a brake on it or anything, so if you weren't careful, you you pull it off, and then your socket ended up about a half mile away. Oh, yeah. And you track it down, put it yeah. back on, but it had a you know rocking trigger or whatever, and bing, bang, boom, but it it did work good. Huh. We used the cry. I still got it for novelty's sake. Um, but yeah, I don't know why we used that so much over air, or if it just the air ones wore out so quick back then yeah. on that and the electric one didn't. Do you guys
0: there? use air impacts at all anymore? Almost never. Yeah, like unless it's like something on a semi, you know, a big in, inch impact or something. I mean, even then, I got a,
1: a Milwaukee that'll do it. Like Really? Once in a great while, I'll have to get the inch gun, air gun out, but generally, I can do it with cordless. Yeah. yeah. We got a new snap-on
0: cord. We've had a snap-on, you know, battery impact for a long time, and the old version quit, and so we went to this newer, and I'm sure it's probably similar to what you got. Big old heavy sucker, but yeah, man, that's somebody. I mean, it would about break your arm if you ain't careful. I mean, yeah. It, that thing will. Rack them
1: all. The, the most dangerous power tool like that that I was ever around is we had we had a few of them, but Milwaukee or so Makita, their big drill, you know, was corded, and that damn thing, if you got it in a bind, it would lock the trigger on. Well, at that point in time, when you got it in a bind, you're probably doing something you shouldn't have been doing anyway with a big bit or whatever, but it would catch and it would tear that so much out of your hands and it would lock the trigger on. Oh, shit. And it's just going round and round and yeah. round till it unplugs itself. Like I got whacked in the hand on that numerous times, and it's, at some point in time you learn. Like soon as it, soon as it goes like that, you just let it go till it pulls yeah. the cord out. Wow! It would always unplug itself yep. eventually, but, yep. but yeah, those things are a man killer. And then the one we got to replace it after we finally tore it up, it doesn't have a key chuck. You know, it's got the, mm-hmm. the keyless chuck. So usually the bit will slip out at some point in time before you break your hand. But yeah, those things get a lot of torque. Dad had a bunch of those old-school drills that were, I'm going to tell you, stainless, but they weren't stainless. I possibly. know what you mean. The bright, shiny. Bright, shiny ones or whatever. Yeah. The ones you can throw off a skyscraper yeah. and they hit the ground and yep. they're fine. Yep. Yeah. A lot of them had the handles on the back. Yeah, well, You yeah. know, and then yeah, the, so the trigger. You, so like, you get, yeah, you really reefed down on it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, switching gears, talking about battery-powered and all this stuff. So I was told tonight, and I'm not going to mention any names, but there's a... Big farm, northwest here, big farm. Farms clear down this way to the tune of like 50,000 acres. Yeah. And I know they own a lot of ground too. I was told tonight that they leased 4,500 acres that they currently own to a solar company. And it's 30 years, 1,700 bucks an acre. So that comes out to $7.65 million a year for 30 years. So that's $229,500,000. But the kicker is, and I find this hard to believe. I'm not saying it's wrong because I don't know the story. They're tiling right now that whole 4,500 acres. And they said that way when the solar's up, they can rip it out and go right back to farming it. That don't even make logical sense to me. I'm not saying that's true. I'm saying
1: that's the rumor. I can believe that. I don't even want to go down this rabbit hole because the solar wind thing is such a piss-poor idea that I can't even begin to fathom how we're dumb enough to put ourselves in this position. Um.
0: I, I always like a good conspiracy theory, so here's what I think. I think it's easy to go out and get somebody like that with a big block of ground, yeah. make them a sweetheart deal, and, and they probably will come out okay on yeah, that, so however this will work. But that way, everybody else can look and say, well, man, they done it. Man, look at the money they're making. So, yeah. you know what? I think I'm going to do that, too. Yeah. And so it, it kind of gets the ball rolling to get you to want to do it, too. Yeah. And then it kind of grows from there.
1: I, I like heat. I just they built a couple more coal plants, maybe a nuclear one, whatever it takes to I actually was, keep me warm and have the lights on. But, hey, whatever, we can do it with solar. I mean, it doesn't work very good at night. I was also told that cold,
0: but. some environmentalists done some studies on that. Because the way it sounds, that's 4,500 yeah. contiguous acres. Yeah. That the, that solar field that big within a one-mile circle of that whole field can raise the temperature 10 degrees. Oh, that'll be sweet in the summer. Yeah. So yeah. let's combat global warming by causing more warming. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, and like I say, this is all quasi-coffee shop talk. I can't validate any of it, but it comes from pretty reliable
1: sources. Oh, I could believe
0: that. So. I can believe that. But I really do. I think they target people like that. And like I say, they, yeah. they'll they come out smelling like a rose. They'll do yeah. whatever it takes to keep them happy so they can keep bragging it up to the community Yeah, to get everybody else to get. What a great planet it is. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. But you know, at the end of the day, that's where you have the love-hate relationship because when you take Milwaukee products, it's like, it's phenomenal yeah. having battery-powered stuff.
1: It is. But I don't need it in my truck or my tractor. Yeah, I don't need any of that stuff. Like, Here's the, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Only in the United States are we worried about stupid shit like solar panels and wind towers and stuff like that because we have too much money. Yeah, when in fact we don't have too much money. We're twenty trillion dollars in debt or whatever it is today. Yeah, Thirty-four, I think now. Yeah, and we can. That's a whole other topic. But I'm like, we're, we're always going to save the world. Like, you know, if you're, you know, our grandparents' generation or the pioneers or whoever, you know, back not all that far in the grand history of the world. You are worried about food? Yeah, you're just surviving. like you could give two shits about art. Art's something you worry about if you got a shitload of money and you want a picture of something. Okay? Doesn't matter. Doesn't in the grand scheme of the world, useless. Yeah. Same way with this stuff. Like you want to do it the most efficient way, which is nuclear, coal, some sort of quote unquote bullshit term fossil fuels cuz it's not fossil. There's nothing. There's no way we had that many dinosaurs. I don't think we had any dinosaurs. We damn sure didn't have that many. We've we've covered this before. Rockefeller Pay a marketing company to start calling it fossil fuels anyway i'm like you would do it the most efficient way when push comes to shove that shit's irrelevant that that is nothing more than pandering to to yeah. some bullshit deal some politician owns some solar panel company and we're going to shove this down your throats with tax dollars and we're going to subsidize the shit out of it to try to make it work even though it has no real it, value in good the
0: ideas world. don't have to be mandated
1: no they, they exactly. didn't have to
0: mandate gasoline engines back in the day you wonder why because it's better than a fucking a horse. horse exactly
1: exactly but that's where we're at in the world today and we're always gonna we're always gonna save the world with our next great idea, even though China, India Yeah, everybody. Everybody in the world. Europe. Yeah. And they, Europe's a whole other concept. Yeah. I've said this before. Europe sucks so bad that our ancestors got on a wooden boat with no freaking map and said, Sail me anywhere but here. Yeah. So I gotta think it wasn't that great. So I, I don't want to do, you know, we're always trying, well, Europe's doing this, Europe's doing that. My ancestors proved to me that there's a bunch of dipshits over there. No offense to Europeans. I, I've got European friends and they're, they're good people and they're great and that's fine well and good, but you do you and you leave me the hell alone. I don't need your stupid ass ideas. Yeah. You yeah. know? Well, look at, uh, on TikTok, Huey be cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I went up and went
0: through his indoor farming operation, but when he was on the farm for profit podcast, you know, he come from, I think it was the Netherlands or one of them. I don't forget which yeah. one it was exactly, but. They ran them out of business in dairy over there. I mean, yeah. completely
1: run them out of business. Well, the Netherlands now, they're seizing a bunch of farm ground now, aren't they? Yeah, to do some stupid shit.
0: Yep. Yeah. So here they are, two hundred years later. Got on the fucking boat again. They're like, fuck it, we're out. <laughs> yeah, we're out. Yeah. So we
1: missed. The, we we yeah. literally missed the boat. <laughs> yeah. Should have got on it two hundred years ago. I mean, the first ones over here when we could buy ground from the railroad for ten right. cents on the dollar. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, and you see that even on small scales like. If you only got $100 to your name, you're not doing X, Y, Z. But the more money you get, the more, quote, unquote, non-essential things you can do. And that's all well, good, and great. Like, you know, I want to save the world, too. And, and like uh, oh, who's Dan Pena always says, you know, you got to have money to save the world. you got enough money, you can do whatever you want, which is right. But if it doesn't make practical sense and it provides no purpose... What in the hell is, yeah. the, is the point? And my thing is like the government always wants to shove some sort of mandate down your thing. Okay. Well, then why don't you run every government building off all solar and wind? Mm-hmm. Why it isn't all the military stuff all powered by electric, all loaded with death shit? Like, nope. We're going to fight this war as clean as we can. No, we're not worried about that at all because they know it doesn't work, yeah. so they don't even consider it. You know, yeah. Why isn't Air Force One solar-powered?
0: Yep. Look, look at every other business that you do business with, whether it's an auto parts store or whatever. They'll always give you the option, go paperless, right? Give yeah, oh, you yeah. some government mandate. Go to the FSA office. There's more fucking paper Midboard, in the FSA yeah. office that ain't no than anywhere shit. on the planet. It,
1: every time they remodel that place, I think the same thing. They're just making room for more filing cabinets because yeah. they have a bajillion. Like I don't farm all that much. And there is paper under my name, I'm sure, stacked higher than me yeah. in four filing cabinets. Yeah. You know, I'm like, how? yeah, go paperless for your Chili's receipt, but there's 50,000 pages that, just that, redundant. Proved, that, that proved you planted soybeans in 1993. Yeah. Like you know? I've
0: always said, the stupid uh, AGI paper you got to sign every year yeah. showing you made less than $900,000 yeah. or whatever. How about if you just make it where I don't ever have to sign that until I make more than 900000
1: yeah. Yeah, but, uh, trust me, if I'm making more than $900,000, yeah. there will be some signs. Yeah. You'll know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In fact, I'll at that point, know. I'm probably going to forego my government payments. I'm yeah. not going to go through the hassle
1: of this yeah. shit. Yeah, so. I'm, not, I'm not making the drive. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you know. Yeah, so. that,
0: that's just so infuriating. I mean, you can't tell me that there's not an easier way. You, I don't care. I will argue that the day I die. All that shit is is to give people jobs. That's all it is.
1: <laughs> You've touched on this before, but I'll take it down to as simple as the gas pump, Okay. You tell me another country, and I'm sure there's shitty European ones or this, that, and the other two, you know, in in well-to-do areas. But I'm like, in your less fortunate countries, we'll call them, you think they can watch TV while they pump gas? Right. No, they can't. You know how many times I've wanted to watch TV while I pump gas? Zero is the number you're looking for. But every damn gas pump starts talking to me, reading me off the news, you know, and I'm like, I don't, need again, the news. It's a, I don't need a car wash. Yeah. If I wanted a car wash, I'd be over at the car wash. I'm at the yeah. gas pump. I want gas. How about you make this pump cost ten thousand dollars less? Sell me the gas for a dollar cheaper. Like, I don't need all this shit built into the gas pump. I agree, but all that stuff costs money, and you know it's built into the end price of the yep. product. It has to be. Yeah. And once know. again, it's just more liberal
0: propaganda that they can shove down you while you're at all the gas the time, pump.
1: Yeah. You know? Oh, did you see on you know the gas pump TV? You know, I was just thinking about this before I came over here today. I saw a headline. I'm like, I'll scroll through the news real quick, which I normally don't do because it makes me mad. But I'll scroll through the news if there's any topics we need to touch on. Nothing irritates me more. Well, that's not necessarily true. But this irritates me a lot. You ever see a picture of a... I'll use uh, famous people as an easy topic. There's a picture of a famous person, and then there's some topic of like, 30 rock stars that are dead broke and it's got a picture this one had kid rock on it he wasn't in the article anywhere because he's not dead broke but they used his picture in an article i'm like why didn't you use somebody from the article so i scrolled through it for a little bit Scrolled through the people they're all from like 50 years ago i'm like yeah they probably are broke at this point in time like they made their money yeah back when a thousand (laughs) dollars was a lot of money
0: (laughs) let me guess the nursing home made it up Uh, just uh, like like it does everybody mickey rooney
1: was one of them or whatever i'm like if he's still alive, he's 110. He was yeah. old when I was a yeah, kid. He like, was a movie star literally in the 1930s. Yeah. Literally. I'm, I'm, so they're going through it. I'm like, of course, then that brings me to another topic of if you're going to have an article and you want me, I don't want to have to look at one, then hit next page. Look same at here. One, hit ne- the the I'm minute done. I see that, I'm, I'm done. done. I'm done. I'm done. Yep. I saw, if there's the 100, you know, if it's, it's top 100, I see the 100th, I'm not seeing the 99th because as soon as it tells me to yep. go to the next page and i got a jog full of ads, I'm out. I'm the same way.
0: It is amazing how many ads are in our face. Yes. Think of the dollars that are spent on that. Unbelievable. Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah. And essentially, that is all social media is in the grand scheme of things. Is a a way way to advertise. advertise. That's all
1: it is. Yeah. Yeah. That ain't no kidding. You'll see that in your TikTok feed. There, You know, there'll be, it'll get on a string of something. It's like every fifth one is Mm -hmm. this. I yes, see it all the time. Yes. I'm like, oh, for the love. Switch, switch me up to something else. Yeah, you know? and the bad part is it would be different if they were doing
0: Milwaukee tools or something. It's, it's fucking dog food or shit that I don't even yeah, care yeah, about. It's, it's like completely
1: irrelevant yeah, to my life. At least yeah.
0: show me something that I might, might maybe up, possibly buy. I might
1: end up hitting shop now. Yeah. You know, Yeah. yeah. It, uh, but like I said, there, that goes back to if you're looking for basic necessities, you, that shit ain't happening. Yeah. But a certain level of wealth as a country... We're trying to do all this shit that doesn't really matter in the grand yeah. scheme of the world.
0: Once again, you got to look at the extreme on both mm-hmm. ends. You know, if the doctor tells me that I have high cholesterol, you know, don't be eating eggs or whatever, but I'm literally starving to death. Yeah. Do you really think that eating yeah. this one egg so I can live to see another day is really the my concern?
1: I mean, yeah, exactly. It just. Yeah. 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 Right. I don't know. Which brings us into Big Pharma, which is a whole another topic. Where we'll just put you on some pills, and we're we're not gonna. Calling them healthcare professionals at this point in time is a bit of a stretch. It like, is. and I'm not saying I'm not guilty of it. Like, there's a thousand things I could do lifestyle wise that would improve my health. The solution is always just put you on a pill. You know, the doctor really doesn't. They're not going to force you into an exercise program or uh, this, that, and the other. But we got yeah. a pill we can solve. With yeah, that, you know, which is a whole other topic. We won't go down that.
0: That, that dirty and road. and the internet has made that even worse. I mean, yeah, I could get on the internet right now and say that well. I'm short of breath, and that might be for whatever reason, because I've had a cold whatever. By the time you're done, you've got lung cancer, a brain tumor. I mean, yeah. the best no, thing cause... you can do is stay off yeah. of the Internet.
1: I mean, <laughs> it's a, I view that stuff a little bit differently post-COVID, but even pre-COVID, it's like, you know, did you stub your toe? Are you suffering from toe pain? Take pill XYZ. Then list the side effects, and it's like, oh, your leg's gonna fall off, but your toe will be pristine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when they cut your leg off, you know, it's gonna, yeah. you're gonna be fine. Of course, it's gonna give you hemorrhoids, brain yeah. cancer. Yeah. Your spine's gonna fall out. Blurred your vision. Back, blurred <laughs> vision. You're gonna shit yourself constantly, <laughs> but your toe will feel miraculous, mm-hmm. right until the point they cut your leg off. Yeah. yeah. I watched a thing. I think it was on Netflix, and it's
0: been a couple years ago now, and it was talking about Google and some of your big search engines. And they literally showed how, with all of the tracking and, and data building that they do on each individual person, that you can get Google to say whatever you want it to, in a sense. Yeah. If, if I wanted to Google up that nuclear energy is terrible for the environment, yeah. I can get all that madness to come up. If I think that it's great for the environment. Yeah. And actually, you don't even have to word it different in the search engine. That It's, it's tracked your data enough that knows that you're looking for this yeah. answer. That that's just what's going oh, to come up on your
1: absolutely, and they have spent millions of dollars on those algorithms yeah. to make it work out that
0: way. It would blow our minds if we knew the amount of data that they had
1: yeah. on all of us. The I mean, digital tracking is insane. You know, yeah, Safari always tells you we stopped 119 people from tracking you. You know, in the last 24 hours or whatever, yeah. whatnot. I'm like, well, what about the 700 that that you guys tracked me with? Yeah. on purpose. You know. Yeah, and you get some of these old timers that, oh, I'm never getting me one of them
0: smartphones. Them goddamn things are the devil. All they're doing is tracking you. But they're sitting down using their computer or whatever yeah.
1: else. I mean, they've got you. It always cracks me up. Like I can log into Gmail or Yahoo or any website on your computer. Log back out. Go to my house. Wait two hours to go on a computer. And you've looked up Caterpillar Dozer Parts. And my ad feed is filled with Caterpillar mm-hmm. Dozer parts, even though I logged out and I'm, in, yep. you know, I'm however many miles away. Now my feed is clustered with that because, yep. well, I was there and they yep. know I was there and they know somebody yep. on that computer is looking at, you know. Yep.
0: And it's the same way
1: on your, like, Facebook feed.
0: Yeah. If whatever you're looking at, then next thing you know, you got Yetter openers yep. coming up on a Facebook ad. <laughs> yep. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing the way that they've got that. It, it makes you wonder what they really do know. I can always tell what my dad's shopping for.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody's, yeah, he's looking at that apparently. Yeah.
0: And really, at the end of the day, if you actually stop and think about it, it's not that hard to build a profile because most of us are looking at the same thing, whether it's a tractor part or, you know, it's the same sort of general category. I'm not looking for Ferrari parts. It's heavy equipment, whatever. Yeah. And yeah, it, it really makes you wonder. What yeah. they exactly got? I mean, they could
1: probably tell you our next move before we even know what before it is. Before we know, yeah. Targeted ads, yeah. And they're—I mean, they work obviously, or they wouldn't keep doing. Diss- right. Sure, you know. I mean, we've all fell into that trap before. Think of how
0: much everything has changed, though, just since the time we were kids. You know, if you wanted to be a household name, m- movie star, whatever of some sort, I mean, you literally had to work your way through the channels. Yeah. and literally have a lot of dumb luck involved and you got a yeah. break to audition for whatever show and you actually got to be on it and away yeah. you went, you know. Where now literally anybody in America can be a household name movie star through YouTube, TikTok, yeah. whatever. I mean, think of how many, I mean, hell, I'm a nobody in the grand scheme of things and look at how many people know me just yeah. from a stupid 12-year-old dancing app.
1: Yeah. They would have
0: never known me 30 years ago.
1: You're, you're exactly right. I mean, I'll, I'll use something a, a little broader than that or bigger than that, they're getting, you haven't seen Yellowstone, but Lainey Wilson has been on the last few episodes. And I've known about her for a while because she's had some popular songs or whatever, but after she's on those episodes, your TikTok feed is flooded with yeah. her and she's blown up off being over, you know, having a two minute cameo on two episodes of a very popular TV show at the time. Like they, not that she wasn't going to be a superstar, mm. but they made her into Reba McIntyre yeah, overnight. I mean, overnight. Sense, yeah. I mean, not. She's not that big yet, but still, right. she's on her way. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, she, I mean, literally shaved ten to fifteen years worth of work off of her end of the deal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Once that snowball gets rolling, then it kind of feeds yeah. itself, and yeah. But look at how many people, and I don't participate in any of this stuff, and I get numerous offers throughout the year of you know, a pocket knife company, you know, then they, Hey, we've seen you're on TikTok, lots of followers, you know, and we'll either give you a free knife or whatever. I don't participate in any of that shit, but think of how many people that do. Oh, absolutely. And you probably just made this company $10,000 and they gave you a $10 knife for doing it. Yeah. And that's why I'm not
1: going to (laughs) participate.
0: I don't need the (laughs) knife that bad.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you there, but I mean, that's, I mean, you think uh, Shaquille O'Neal actually has general life insurance or whatever? Right. Whatever exactly. You, you know, there for a yeah. while he did an ad for Buick or whatever. Mm-hmm. Buick doesn't make a car he could fit in. No. You know, not like, even close. You know, I was just watching an old Michael Jordan clip. He was on, I think it was Letterman back in the day, back when like the first leather like jumpsuits come out or it, it looked more plasticish. It was it was bright red <laughs> whatever, and he was sponsored by Chevrolet. Some some Chicagoland Chevrolet dealership. And David Letterman's like, really? You drive a Chevrolet? He's like, of oh, course I do. I got a Chevy Blazer. I'm like, I'm thinking, Blazers back there were piles of shit. Yeah. I mean, well, they've always been piles of you shit. You got a Blazer mind. because they gave you one in part of a deal. But then he follows it up with, and I got a Corvette. I'm like, right. well, see, they, they give you something kind of cool. Yeah. Even though I'm not a Corvette guy, like I can appreciate Corvettes. right? But I'm like... You gave that blazer to a cousin. Like, yeah, <laughs> if like you drove that thing yeah, around the block exactly. to say you did, and you gave that to a cousin, yeah. somewhere down the line, it's like, here, you take this yeah. 84 blazer. I, I don't need this damn thing, you know. Yeah. I'm making
0: yeah. X number of dollars. <laughs> take the I, blazer. I wonder what some of them guys got paid. Because I was thinking the other day, like a lot of times on TikTok, you'll come across somebody that's that's put together a montage whether it's old toys or sometimes mm-hmm. it's old dv commercials or whatever you know instantly takes you back to when he's 10 years old but i don't know when we was kids remember bob seeker like a rock i mean that yep. was she- uh, chevy's yeah. slogan yeah. you know forever For, forever know. I, I wonder what he made off of you know, i mean at the time was that a million dollar deal was it a if, 10 million if he would
1: have got a penny per commercial oh it would have been, been a shitload of money by yeah. the end i mean craps they run that commercial yeah three times an episode during Dallas or yeah, whatever, you know, I mean, it was on all the time. And I guess
0: back then we were subjected to more commercials. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because now we try to do anything we can to avoid them. Yeah. But they had cool commercials. Yeah, like a lot they of the old Chevy truck commercials. They yeah. were neat, you They're know. Pulling they pulling a plow, you yeah. know, or something, yeah. They
1: always done the, where they drop
0: the rock, you know, yeah. and smash the
1: truck yeah. down a little bit, yeah. yeah. I remember one of the first times we took our kids to a hotel. Of course, we the whole time they had been around to that point we never had cable tv we canceled it before my daughter was born we just had streaming services of some fashion so we're in this hotel and and uh you know they're watching tv or whatever we're doing whatnot and and they're like just mesmerized mom dad did you know that bounty picks up you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) better than any other paper towels yeah yeah i've heard you know but they'd never seen a commercial before really so Yep. which is the whole reason I I canceled it before they were born. Yeah,
0: but it was funny too, and I know a lot of this stuff was would have been regional or, or localized. You know, we seen it here, but the guy in Chicago mm-hmm. didn't see it. I'm sure, but I remember. You know, all we had was just your antenna TV, and, yeah. and Dad was a huge Illini basketball yep. fan. And so we always watched games together, but during that there was always like a Trefland commercial. Yeah, saw, yeah. You, know, you had all you, your you chemical companies
1: herbicides, and yeah. seed corn. Yep,
0: at Prairie Farms ice cream and Prairie Farms ice cream <laughs> yep. during half
1: during halftime, all your timeouts, like you were. It was all ag related. Like it was. it was on channel three. Yep, and it was always you know yeah. bing bang. But boom. when was
0: the last time you seen a commercial like that on even the local station? I
1: mean, well now those guys don't want to advertise because so they don't want people looking into it because right. you know chemicals are bad. We need to go organic. Yeah. yeah,
0: but I always remember the counter lock and load the insecticide, you oh, whatever your yeah. planter had him commercial. Yeah that, yeah, that
1: was yeah, that was a revolutionary deal. <laughs> Which yeah. I still say
0: they should do that for seed tenders. Now the talc, why can't yeah. we do the you know, that talc is a messy, nasty. The wind's blowing. You're trying to dump it out of the bucket into yeah. the the tender bucket, blowing everywhere. Make it like counter lock and load. I can just set her on, twist it. away we go.
1: Now you're onto something million dollar idea, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you could be the spokesperson. mm Hmm. but yeah, they was all ad commercials back then. Yeah. Well, you said, I'm sure that was localized, but yeah, yeah, I'm sure if you were north of Champaign, you probably weren't getting those ads, but, but we were here for sure. Yeah, that we was, (laughs) I haven't broken out for a long time, but a town not too far from here won the state basketball championship in like 86. And mom and dad had tape for whatever reason. And I remember watching that in like the early nineties or whatever. And like, literally there was not a commercial that wasn't ag related. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it was the same ten. Yeah, in a different order every time out or whatever. But it, every one of them was ag related. Speaking of which,
0: like when when you got VHS like that, because we've still got a VCR and some old tapes, you know, of just different random shit like that. Is it the new TVs? It's like now it's like you can't even see what is on that VHS. It is such poor quality. It's yeah. like I could have got a film strip from the nineteen forties and projected it projected on the wall been clearer, but is it because the TVs now don't I mean it's horrible.
1: I suppose like I didn't realize until here fairly recently, like I bought one of those little miniature Nintendo's that all has all the games yep. preloaded. So I hook it up to the TV and I'm going to show my son how I, you know, I can make it to Mike Tyson. I am getting the shit kicked out of me on this thing. So I'm, I'm about ready to throw the controller through the wall. I'm like, this thing, it, you know, you hit the move and it doesn't move. They, well, since there's processors in them and all this shit, they're not fast enough to, to realize all that. And this TV that we had on isn't super new. I'm sure a newer one's better. But I'm like, you hit the button to move left. Two seconds later, it moves left. Well, by then, you've already got drilled by Glass yeah. Joe. Yeah. I'm like, which you can literally be, you know, blindfolded. <laughs> and then I realized you got to put it in game mode and that helps some, but it's still not as good. I'm like, crap, I wish I hadn't thrown that damn TV away. We were just talking about. I'm like, I'd show you how this game actually yeah. works, <laughs> you know, with controls that actually function. Mm-hmm. I've it's still like, got the
0: big TV. You're yeah, more than welcome I'm, to. Oh, it. My,
1: my, my, that's classic. That's classic <laughs> United States life. Like, right? Like now we've got this TV that's super clear. It's awesome. It's great big. But, oh, by the way, it takes a shitload of power, and it uh, doesn't process fast enough to actually do what you want to do on it. So, yeah. Congratulations. Hooray for the opposable thumb. (laughs) <laughs> yeah we, we, we've designed this slight flaw into it where there's enough of a delay that you can't use it anymore. <laughs> and there's nothing more frustrating than a video game that
0: lags because oh. like you say, <laughs> yeah yeah especially well, shooting games it's yeah. like i shot you 10 seconds before you even fired your gun and you yeah. killed me
1: and you killed me anyway yeah <laughs> nothing irritates me more on that yeah <laughs> The wife used to laugh at me back, that
0: was the hell I was for. We had kids when I had an Xbox. That's about all i done in the wintertime. I mean, yeah. what the hell else was there to do? Always played Call of Duty. And I always laughed at that. You probably seen it on Facebook years ago. It was the pie chart that said reasons why I got killed on Call of Duty. It <laughs> fucking bullshit. That yeah. was 99%. <laughs> the 1% was the other player was actually
1: better than yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. I was just talking to a buddy of mine about this the other day. Did you ever play Solitaire on the computer much? Mm-mm. I didn't play it religiously but I did play it here and there. And I remember like the first time I won to hand a solitaire on a computer, you know, the cards would bounce across at the end and they would go very slow. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get a little better computer and they go and then by the end of when I actually played solitaire on a computer which has been a decade ago now or more probably. It's like bip, 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 yeah. all the they come across and it's like two seconds and it's over. I'm like, but you could judge the speed of your computer yeah. based on how fast the cards <laughs> bounced across after you want to hand a solitaire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's funny how that shit's come this far. Yeah. And
1: it makes you wonder how far it's gonna go. I mean Well, I mean, you remember when the when the hard discs come out, I mean they weren't hard, but three and a half floppy. Yep. And that was revolutionary. And then we had zip disks for a little bit. But those didn't last very long. They were awesome, but they didn't last very long. And then you, you get to USBs or whatever the hell and so on and so forth. And and now I don't even have the need to save anything, anything to take it anywhere, yeah. really. You can just send it, you know. But. I'll bet them old
0: Apple computers that we had in junior high, so that had been in the early to mid-90s. I'll bet our cell phones have three times... The oh. memory that one of them, <laughs> oh. maybe more than I mean, way more than that. Absolutely. I like,
1: I read a, a thing a while back. It's probably been two years ago now. But if that iPhone would have came out when the first iPhone came out, which hasn't been that long ago, right. that phone would have cost $200,000. No kidding. It was like an iPhone 8 or something. Yeah. I think iPhones come out in 07. Is that Some, right? Something like that. Yeah. So, like, when the iPhone 8 come out, if it had come out when the iPhone, original iPhone come out, that had been a $200,000 phone. No kidding. Because wow. it was, the technology was so back then you know you remember seeing the old Bond movies where they got a computer you know and it's oh yeah it's 30 foot long it's got all these reels and it does this that and the other to, to figure out how to add 2 plus 2 and print out on a tape you mm-hmm. know but yeah it has come a long way in that regard but I'm, I'm not sure if it, any of it's for the better like there again is that unnecessary shit right like, like we've got to the point and I'm guilty of this too like I don't wear a watch much anymore occasionally for, like, nice occasions, I'll, I'll still wear one. But I'm like, if I go to look at the time, I don't even think about looking at my wrist because I don't wear one very often. i look at my phone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can tell time. Right. But I'm like, and my kids can do it, but it's never their na- natural inclination to look at an actual clock with hands. Yeah. You know, I remember when those came out in the 90s, you know, that didn't have numbers on them anymore, you know, and that was kind of a big deal, and people figured it out, and so on and so forth. You give one of those to a kid now? Oh, they they're like, it might as well be a sundial. Like, yeah. they have no idea what the hell it's for. Like, yeah. the hands over the, they don't need it, you yeah. know. And so you, you get to the point where technology starts taking over, making things so easy. Like, even simple math, I find myself once in a while now, like, I can do it in my head. But I've got a calculator yeah. no more than... A foot and a half from me. I agree. Jokes on my teachers. Yeah. You know, you're always know, going to have a calculator. Yeah. Bullshit. Turns yeah. out I've got one all exactly. the time, you know. Yeah. And if I don't have one, if I've lost my phone, I'm going to spend the rest <laughs> yeah. of the day trying to find it. Yeah. And I'm not going to spend the rest of the day yeah. doing math.
0: And we proved it wrong twice. You're not going to make no money looking out the window. Yeah, and what do yeah, we do? Exactly. Try to look, look, look out the, the window.
1: window. <laughs> but it's like, you don't even, cons- even if you do it in your head, like you're going to double check it on a calculator sometime yeah. and whatnot. I mean, that's what we should do is make a bad batch of calculators that add up everything wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but so at some point in your time, you you lose brain power, but you didn't really it over, over, over convenience, right? That's what I was
0: going to say. You know, we in a way, and I'm I'm as guilty as anybody. Like say with calculators, whatever, we're sort of dumbed down, but yet the answer's right there. You know, yeah. you don't really
1: need to. I'll use a very simple example that I loved when it came out. You remember when McDonald's? switched their change deal to where the cashier didn't have to physically know how to count change Mm -hmm. and it spit the the quarters dimes and nickels out in the tray gas stations did it mcdonald's Mm -hmm. did it and they just grabbed it and handed it to you along with the dollar bills that they had to count out it's like man that is way way faster way faster way better i challenge you to go to town tomorrow and find somebody that can count change back to you yeah i bet they can't do it yeah most of them won't they now they're making 15 to 20 bucks an hour yeah they couldn't count it out if they had yeah. to. No. Nope. You know. They they
0: gladly hand it to you, but they don't do the counting back.
1: Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Because they can't do it for the most right. part. But Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's pretty mind-boggling the way things have I mean just little changed. things like that, that that seem convenient but actually slowly chip away at your intellectual capabilities yep. like and i said i'm just as guilty as the next person i'm not saying i'm exclusive to this and i'm always doing it the hard way to keep myself sharp i'm you know i love technology and convenience as well but i mean i was one of the f- numerous people that said by god i don't want gps for this mm. or that and the other back in the day yeah if i can't drive it myself i ain't doing it now i'm like yeah gps is broke <sighs> Might as well be the air conditioner hose because yep. my ass is going to do something else. Like exactly. we're going to fix this now or I'm, you know, well, of course, if we're to the point now on a lot of that stuff. Like if it's down, I can't do it even if I wanted to, yeah. you know, but uh, my brother and I always have this joke. One of the guys he, he worked with one time was like, I got a call from a customer and the GPS was down and it wouldn't drive itself. He's like, well, I have a solution until I get there. Here's what I am going to need you to do. Okay. What's that? He's like, I'm going to need you to look down. Kind of between your legs, but a little bit up. There's going to be a round black thing with three spokes. If you turn that with your hands, yeah. <laughs> you can drive that tractor. Right? <laughs> He's like, I'll be there in two hours, but until then, just use that thing. It, it, they call it a steering wheel. If you just uh-huh. use that, you know. You know, I want a lever to slap, and I want to turn my own wheel. And now I'm like, nah, I just click that shit and and go on. You know.
0: And it's funny too. I think it's the mindset
1: that you grew up with as far as
0: the environment. So, like, if you was to put me on an open station tractor with a disc behind it, I wouldn't think twice about it, get on it and run back and forth. But if you put me in a cab front wheel assist tractor that don't have auto steer, it's like, I I can't run it. You're exactly right about that. If I get
1: on the old school stuff or open station stuff, like I said, we're doing some little piddly project or whatever, then it's nostalgic and it's cool. Right. But you put me in something in the middle and want me to do a, we'll call it a high-end job. I'm like, this this thing doesn't drive straight like exactly. We're, we're, I don't. There's no button to click in this thing. I, yeah, I, I'm not looking for this. Like I got to go to one extreme or the other. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I was watching a a video the other day. This is totally unrelated, but kind of related, and it was. It was Deion Sanders who it was but they were asking him stupid things he bought back in the day. He's like I bought a five speed car once. I can't drive a five speed or couldn't drive a five. He's like so I, you know, I buy this BMW, Mercedes whatever it was. He's like you know, they hand me the keys, I sign the paperwork, I pay him, I I go to get in this car and then I realize I can't drive it home. I, I physically don't know how to do it but I'm like well how could you be so and then I think about it for a second I'm like If you dropped a six-speed pickup truck off, I mean, our high school, there would be some kids that could do it because we're rural enough, but you go to Champaign, Decatur. Oh, it'd be a shit show. Chicago. Drop a six-speed vehicle off at at some high school and say, hey, if you can drive it without missing a gear, it's yours. Yep. I bet you take the thing home with you that day and and nobody else takes it. Like, there's not going to be a kid there that can drive it.
0: Yep. You know? I'll never forget. Oh, gosh, it's been a long time ago now. I was dating a gal whose brother lived in Chicago, and we went to see him. Mm-hmm. And he lived, I forget, whatever part, so we were staying a few miles away. But up there, a lot of the hotels just due to, because you literally park yeah. on the street to go in, so it's all valet parking. Yeah. And I had that 2001 Dodge with a Cummins, and it was a five-speed. <laughs> I pull up there, and the, the valet guy comes out, you know, and he's grabbing the bags, you know, yeah. and this and that. And, of course, I'd left it running. He'd act like he'd never even seen a diesel pick. I, mean, yeah. I couldn't fathom this thing, you know. And he jumps in it, man. I see he gets a weird look on his face. Of course, luckily with that being a diesel, it, it was hard to kill it. Yeah, you know, taking off, you know, or whatever. And man, I was a little nervous. You know, when he yeah. got in. I'm like, God damn, he's gonna tear the clutch out of this thing, probably. <laughs> but he he bucked it a few times and finally got it going. But it sounded like he stayed in you know second gear the whole way. Of course, had a yeah. straight pipe on it, so it's blaring through yeah. the fucking garage. from
1: nice loud. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, I was curious as to what he said once he got in there, you know, because I don't know that he was real hep on the five-speed. But No, probably he made not. It.
1: She took him a three on the tree, mm-hmm. but he couldn't have pulled that in. Yep. <laughs> yeah, those are theft-proof. Yeah. Nobody's stealing that. I,
0: I have never drove a three on the tree. I had a couple buddies that had them when we were in school that yeah. I had rode with, but I've, I've never
1: drove one. But per- I used to work for us, had a, a Nova that was three on the tree. So I learned how to drive it on that, and then we had a buddy in high school had one. I drove it a couple of times. But it hadn't been for the guy that worked for us having one. I wouldn't known how to drive the buddies. Like.
0: Yeah. And do you realize by today's standards that that would probably be a 4 million-view TikTok video? Oh. If I sat in a passenger seat and just, yeah, people <laughs> was going to be, oh, you, how you shifted it? You because know, it looks like an automatic. <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean.
0: <laughs> yeah. That ain't no kidding.
1: Yeah, it does. Remember, <laughs> we had a buddy that had a push button. Yeah, sure did. Old car with push 63 button. 63 Dodge. Yeah, yeah. Push button. Push button. Yeah, I remember the day the head came wheeling that in the shop. We decorated it all up when our team went to the state basketball mm-hmm. tournament or whatever. I don't know what possessed them to do that, but they drug it out of the weeds. Yeah. Everybody decorated it up, and it was cold, so they did it in the shop. and yep. Yeah, the old push button. Yeah, and I forget now what model of Dodge
0: that even was, but yeah, it was a, I know it was a 63 Dodge push button, big old sled.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 5,000 pounds of Detroit steel. Truthfully,
0: nowadays, though, I would kind of like to find some of them older vehicles like that for my kids when they turn 16, yeah. just for the safety factor. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't have airbags, but when the other kid who's in his little Chevy Volt plows into your kid. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> who do
1: you think is going to win? <laughs> we had a 77 Lincoln. There were six foot of steel in front of you and six foot of steel behind yeah. you. Which would always piss me off about that car. like. I, I, it's not the car I thought my parents were coming home with. We were driving past the dealership a couple of times, and my mom kept telling me they were interested in this gray car. Well, there's a gray Stingray Corvette set uh-huh. up front. I thought they were coming home with a Stingray Corvette. They come <laughs> home with a 77 Lincoln. You know, that had fender skirts yeah. on it and the whole nine. And I'm like, that thing had a 460 in it. It got like 20-mile-a-gallon. Pretty easily. Probably better than that if you drove it nice, which we never did. Like you get that same 460 in a pickup truck, it gets nine. Yeah. I'm like, how does that work? How in the hell? You know, taking it as easy as you can and it gets nine. Yeah. They had a big old long speedometer and it turned from white to black or black to white. I don't remember now. But if you got going fast enough, it'd come back around. Is that right? The orange needle and it it would come back around if you got going fast enough. Yep. Because we'd always drag race home, our other buddy and his mom on the way home from church. I remember my mom just chewing my brother's ass about how fast he was going. I don't want to die today. I'm like, well, we just come from church. I can't think of a better time. Yeah. She did not find that funny. <laughs> but I'm like, we raced. Of course, they had a, Ponti- or a Pontiac or a Buick something or another. That 460 would smoke that thing every we purposely take off late once in a while because we knew we could smoke them. That 460. Get up and go. <laughs> Ain't it funny, though? When we were in
0: high school, I swear, every girl who went to high school, plus a few of the boys, had a Pontiac Grand Am at yeah. some point in their high yeah, school If you were really
1: cool, you had a Grand Prix.
0: Yeah. yeah. If you were a top
1: shelf, you had a Grand and Prix. And you
0: don't see either one of them cars
1: no. anywhere now. No. I was just telling a guy about that story the other day. I remember one of the only times I've been to a casino was with your older brother, and he had that Grand Prix. Yep. And the damn thing got hot on the way down it there because, shocker, it blew an intake gasket or some shit and sucked all the coolant out or somehow yep. or another. There we are, stranded along the interstate. And I'm like, God, why did we take the GM product? I'm trying to think.
0: Thing? How did we get the – did we limp that home?
1: Because we all oh, – there was a bunch of us. There was a bunch of us. Yeah. There several was whole, vehicles. Yeah. There was probably four carloads of us that went. And I'm trying – because I don't remember leaving it down there. No, we didn't leave it. I think we just kept putting coolant in it or water yeah. and got it there and back. But, Yeah. My biggest turnoff to those vehicles are like that Grand Prix was a good looking car mm-hmm. to look at. It was a good looking car, but I'm like, as soon as you hopped in it and turned the lights on, and all that shit lit up orange. Yeah. I'm out. Yep, I'm out on the orange gauges. And they done let that me back for out. every yeah, Pontiac. Let, car. let me back out yeah. of the car. It seemed and, like and I don't know. Is, is, you think that's because I grew up on IH tractors and everything grew up green? green. Yeah, but you know I was a Ford guy too, and it was the same color green. Yeah. So all that shit was the same, and then you hop in this Pontiac and it's like it's bright orange. You're like, nope, done. Yeah, it might have been. It seemed like everybody I ever
0: talked to growing up, you know, because Pontiac was a pretty popular mm. car. It seemed like you either had a Pontiac that was a giant pile of shit from the day you bought it, or yeah. that thing never gave you a nickel's worth. There
1: was yeah. nothing in the middle. It was yeah. either good or bad. or bad. Like, every one of those I was ever in was missing one heating control knob. Yeah. Like one of them had rounded out, broke off. Yeah. You know, you couldn't can't adjust the temperature unless you got a pair of pliers, or you yeah. can't turn the fan speed <laughs> up or down. Yeah. But
0: most of them cars, like when we were kids... Mom and dad always stuck with the the smaller, not like a sports car, but a smaller car. But it seemed like all my aunts and uncles, they had the big old boats, you know. Mm-hmm. But, hell, most of them was as long as a crew cab truck today. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, absolutely. say you had six foot of hood and six foot of trunk. 77
1: well, Lincoln we had was 25 foot long, it yeah. seemed like, you know. <laughs> I remember I always, I laid on the floorboard in the back of it because my brother was kind of a, asshole to me he would take the seat and i had to lay across the floorboard which had a hump in it two foot tall which is probably why my back hurts now (laughs) but uh i mean you could literally you you could lay three kids in there one across the seat one on the floorboard one in the back window oh easy comfortably if you really wanted to do it you know (laughs) yeah if
0: those cars back then would have had airbags and a few of the safety things you would have never got killed in the car wreck
1: i mean there was so much steel yeah but you it, couldn't crumple one of those if you wanted no, to. No, but anybody construction my ass.
0: Those yeah, things just drive through yep. the wall. But most people back then did get killed
1: because yeah. the light, You know, you, you hit a hard steering wheel. You yeah. Know? yeah, your child safety seat hung over top of the seat with two S's. <laughs> yeah, nah, that'll probably hold it. Yeah, it's probably fine. <laughs> Yeah, ashtrays galore. Yeah, ashtrays everywhere in that thing. And the backs of the seats, the didn't doors. U- They didn't use any candy-ass air shocks on the hoods for those. Mm-mm. Those had big-ass springs because there wasn't no way that those little yeah. chintzy air shocks were going to hold the hood up on that, you know. Yeah, and the trunks, they were as big as oh. the bed on some
0: of these trucks nowadays. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could have put a load of gravel in the back of that thing, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, them Bonnevilles and some of them back before. Because some of them, they end up making them more sporty yeah. in the 80s and 90s. But, but in the big old 70s. We'll call them
1: luxury cars or whatever, they were huge. Oh, yeah. They yeah. were huge. Of course, at that time, I thought it was, a, we had a 79 Thunderbird before that, I think, with a 400 in it, that in my entire existence of knowing that car never had oil pressure the entire time we had it, but never had any trouble. That always ran good oil, it yeah. it was fine. Never caused any trouble. Didn't have any oil pressure. That's ah, fine Don't worry about. I, mean, I wasn't driving. I was just riding, you know. But you, you think the little safety features like having to push the brake to put it in reverse. I'm partially the reason for that, I think. It was either me or my brother, won. I, I was too young to remember it. But I remember it. I remember the repercussions of it. But I don't remember if I did it or if he did it. But put it in reverse and back into the ditch at the neighbor's house. Oh, shit, yeah. Because <laughs> you, know, you could just grab the lever, yeah. you know, and, and off you went. But... uh was less traffic then it wasn't a problem i tell you as
0: time ticks on more i i would like to find like a 79 ford again i i i used to have one then i got out of that phase you know it's like i kind of like my new stuff but i'd
1: love to have one but they're too expensive now
0: yeah and i mean obviously not for a daily driver but yeah i'd treat it like my 4010 i'd drive it all the time but it wouldn't be i really want
1: an 80 to 86 because that's what i had yeah you
0: know but i think my next go around i would like to find one that looked good as close to stock as you could get it, you know, yeah. not
1: not the lift kits and the big tires. Yeah, I don't want any of that. Maybe a set of thirty threes on it, yeah. but I don't need I don't need it jacked to the moon or any of that. Yeah. I'm past that. But
0: yeah. I seen one in town the other day, and, and boy, it was an old one. I don't know. It was probably a mid seventies Ford two wheel drive. I think it was an F two fifty, and it looked like it had been redone, but it had been redone a long time ago. But it yeah. still looked really nice. But it was all original. It had the hubcaps, yeah, stock
1: tires. It was neat. I like the key on the dash. Yep. Where it ought to be. Lock the column out on that. Maybe we'll put a propane kit on it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We had that back when I was a kid. That's super handy. Well, we got 50% propane. We're going to need more than that. Where in the hell are you going to fill up with propane before you go? So you had to back out there and top it off before you left. Yeah. That's super convenient and didn't take any time at all. Yep. Yeah.
0: But if you think about it, you know all of us had those you know when i was 16 i had a 76 f-250 yeah. all that but if you think about the literally thousands of miles that we had done just you know, just screwing around here and you always had four people in the cab on the weekends oh, absolutely but it was yeah. comfortable you weren't yeah, crammed in there,
1: there nice little bench seat you were good yeah, to go and there was no no there. console no drink yeah. holder you were carrying four tumblers with you yeah that fell, fell over every three seconds yeah you could fit four, four
0: people in the cab one of them like nothing
1: yeah I remember back then, my dad had a 76 Ford with a 400 with a turbo on it on propane. Painted really? Emron black. Yeah. And they loaned it to a buddy of his, and he kicked five rods to the side. I don't oh, know what shit. he was doing with it, but he kicked five rods to the side of it driving it. And I, I think we, we fixed it after that or not. I don't remember now. And then we got an 83 Ford, and that's when we got hit by a drunk driver. Yeah, I remember we, you saying. We yeah. got rid of that. Got the, And that got that 86 that my brother still has. I wonder why they didn't do try to push propane
0: and stuff a little harder on vehicles. I mean, I know it's a little more of a pain, and it's obviously more dangerous if there's a wreck. But, you know, th- think of like a forklift nowadays where you just pop one tank off, set another yeah. on and screw it. You know, it's not like it's a huge deal if you had to go that
1: route. Yeah, but it well, didn't have as much power and stinks, kind of a pain in the ass where you can fill it up at which you could have put stations in them for it. I mean, and there was yeah. some, but I remember back in the day, a lot of tractor pulling guys had that. Like they'd it'd have gas and propane so they could physically haul more fuel, mm-hmm. essentially, so they could get further away without having to stop. Cause, you know, nothing better than having a buddy with a 454 Chevy that can go like 25 yeah. miles. And then they have to pull in a gas pump and put a hose in both sides. Yeah. You know, so they got to have the middle aisle. Otherwise they can't fill. Otherwise they're trying to turn a trailer around in a yeah. gas station parking lot that they can't turn a trailer around in, so they can fill up the other tank. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the seventy nine Ford service truck we had, I think when when we got that thing, I think it held thirteen gallon. I can no drive kidding. From, I could drive from the shop to here. Yeah, basically, you know.
0: Yep. Of course, I never did understand, and Ford and all I've done it went to two tanks, but they were what two ten or twelve? You know, it's like just put me one big tank on here. Yeah.
1: I, Yeah, nothing bad. I'm down to this. And the gauges never read the same way. Like, right. One tank would go four needles with past full. And when it got to half, you need to be switching. The other tank would just go to full, but you could run it clear to empty. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, these young kids, they don't realize what it was like owning a truck back then, man. You had all kinds of cool features. I mean, or you had to, keep you had to eye park eye it on stuff.
1: a block. Like there, I think yeah. it was 84. It like, seemed like none of those filled up with a shit. And you had to park it on a, we always carried a 4 by 4 in that one truck, and you back it up on a block so you could fill it up. Otherwise, it took fuel slow as shit. Like, Yeah. yeah. These kids don't even know what they're dealing with. No, they don't have a gas cap. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they're missing out. Yeah, they are. Well, boy, I tell you what.
1: Yeah, we've, we've got lingered on, on this one. Yeah, we
0: have. Reminiscing. Yep. It is fun to go back and yeah. talk about that stuff. Good old times. Yeah, they was, actually. I don't regret no, I any don't, of it.
1: I don't regret it at all. At all.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Thanks so. for tuning in. We appreciate it.
0: Yep. We will see you guys next time.